Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the Outpouring Show, where we pour into you what God has poured into us. I am your host, Evangelist Pamela Coleman, and it is a beautiful day here in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Outpouring Podcast Show every week, every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. I thank you for listening to all my special guests that come on to the show to encourage and to inspire you. And I'm so happy and delighted to have a special guest with me on tonight. And I tell you, I'm already blessed by how God is going to use him on tonight. And I'm just going to let him speak for himself. But I just want to let you know who he is. My special guest tonight is Mr. Antonio Faulkner, better known as Mr. Real Talk. Mr. Real Talk, y'all. We're going to talk some real talk tonight. He is a mentor. He's a man of God, first of all, and he's a mentor. And he's also on the prison panel in Mobile, Alabama. And I'm so excited to have him on the show on tonight. So without further ado, let me introduce Mr. Antonio Faulkner. How are you doing this evening, Mr. Faulkner? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And how are you doing? I am doing amazing, and I am so excited. I'm super-duper excited to have you on the Outpouring Show. It's one of my special guests tonight, and I know you have so much to share with us. So just just get us on. Just go on and get into this real talk tonight. And I just want you to share, first of all, who Mr. Antonio Faulkner is. Oh, you want me to uh, let them know why they call me Mr. Real Talk? Yeah, you can tell us that, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, I'm a convicted felon, and I've been to prison four times. And I uh, was uh, addicted to crack cocaine. And I'm just going to get to the nitty-gritty. Uh, God has moved in my life so, so, so many times. But, but you know me, I was just addicted to the streets as well. And um, I came up in a family like that, uh, drug drug dealing and, and smoking dope and stuff like that, my mom and my and my father. But they was clean before they passed, and I thank God for that. So my struggle began when, excuse me, when, I, when they left me, and I'm the, I'm the youngest out of nine, and uh, I got nine sisters, and I'm the only boy. So me, uh, man, uh, it was always I had to show up and show out. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a short, stocky guy. I'm like 5'8". But you, when you hear my, my name around in the neighborhood, you think I'm 10 feet tall because I always had to put down what I had to put down. You know, I always had to stomp hard because I was the only guy with a bunch of sisters. You know what I'm saying? So as I got out to them streets and dealing with crack cocaine, I got on it. Yes, I did. I got on it. And that was that's the most hurting thing to my grandmother. I really hurt my grandmother hard when I got on crack. And I just I just... I just didn't I didn't have a way to get off of it. I went to the Salvation Army a couple times. I, I did the 90-day program. I did so many things, and I went to another place. I even went to mental institutions and stuff because I, I wanted to know what was going on, but it was so good to me. Now, ain't that something to say? Mm-hmm. Crack cocaine would, would take me away from all my problems at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It take me away. But when I do come down off that, I probably pulled another felony or something like that, but then I go to hurting again. See, I'm, I'm on the streets by myself. I'm all alone, and I was dealing with depression. 
So one day I uh, was in uh, the Alethea house in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, I cried out to the Lord, and I asked God. I said, you know, I'm I'm a good guy. You know, I have a good heart. When I'm when I'm clean, when I'm sober, I will give the last. I will give you my last. But when I get on that dope, I'm a vicious person. You know, I think about the background, how I was raised and stuff like that. And I always had to fight. You know, my sisters them used to push me around because I'm the baby of the family. So all this stuff would come out as I as I got high. And I never know what was really going on with me. And I talked to therapists and psychiatrists and stuff like that. But I st- they still weren't telling me what I wanted to hear. Why was I hurting? Why was I feeling so lonely? So I... uh. I got where I know how to pray, no doubt. My grandmother raised me because, like I said, my mother and my father was always out there on drugs and stuff, and my grandmother stayed in church. We stayed in church a long time. I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because <laughs> she's holding this. But I learned, and I thank God I learned how to pray, and I broke down and I prayed that prayer. You know, I I I, I cried out that night. And, and then some older people had told me, just ask God to take that taste out your mouth. And I I prayed that prayer too, but I always relapse, and I go back to that. But then I was, and I was sincere. So I prayed the prayer that I know how to pray, and I cried out to God, and I, I talked to him like I'm talking to you. And God blessed me to want to do better for myself. That's He just didn't. Get, get away the crack taste from me. He pushed me in a direction to make me work toward being clean. You know what I'm saying? So I, I took all the other tools that I learned in the places that I was at the Alethea House in Birmingham. I learned that I take this tool and work this tool in and find a support system, and I did that. And then it's a spiritual program that I go by today, and I thank God for just watching over me, guiding me. And then uh, as I was out there in the streets, I was shot 15 times, and I was paralyzed, waist down. And God set me down to get my attention. There you go. Set me down and got my attention. But now today, I squat 345 pounds on my back. Uh, I'm walking again. Uh, oh, man, I'm sorry. This is real. God is real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so when I have, when, when people give me a chance to say something, you know, I got to always keep it real. Because if you're not telling people what's going on, with your life, so you can shine some on somebody. And that's what I found out. I'm not the only person going through this. Somebody else is going through it, but I'm the only person that will speak out on it. You know, and then a lady had told me, one of my psychiatrists in Mobile, she said, talk about what's going on with you. Share. And I said, I'm hurt. She said, what kind of hurt are you hurting? You know, I said, I'm lonely. Don't nobody like me. She said, uh-uh, you, 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 you're downing yourself. And I said, well, what, what to do? Tell me what to do. So I started doing meetings over there. And come to find out, they have depression meetings. And I just I just started venturing out in that field of just getting help and, 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 and telling my story, letting people know that I was doomed. I really know I was doomed. And I'm talking about, well, you can look at that, and you know you're doing what you're doing what you're doing. And then somebody just some 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 strong force pull you away from that, and it's and, and it's good. So you know it's nothing but the Lord doing that, because the devil want to kill me. So many times I've seen death right there in the same room with me, and God have brought me out of that. So what the, what I do today is just keep it real. I don't want I don't want to 
shedding no light on nobody that is 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 if they're not gonna get it. I want you to get it. I want you to understand. I'm talking about me. I like to use a lot of I statements. You know what I'm saying? I was doomed. You know what I'm saying? I was strung out. I don't know why. This urge, my life was unmanageable and everything, but I still wanted to get high. But something changed me, and it had to be the Lord. Because remember, the devil wanna he wanna kill, steal, and destroy you. So that's it's just it, it it moves me to let me know that just by speaking and letting people know, man. And I'm not just no holy roll or whatever. I'm just letting you know that it, God loves us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And He loved me. And guess what? I felt that I I, I don't deserve that love. You know what I'm saying? But the grace and the mercy. Yeah. And it's a wonderful thing, man. This is just a wonderful thing to just be here with you, speaking with you, because this, this evening is a good thing for me. I feel I feel something good right here. God, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm just hearing you talk, uh, Mr. Faulkner, and the Spirit of God is truly in you. Um, as you were talking, you were talking about, you know, what you were going through, through depression, and you probably had low self-esteem as well. Um, yes, also, yes. just trying to, you know, find yourself, but it was in the wrong places. And so, you know, yes. the Word of God tells us the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And sometimes, you mm. know, even the most spiritual person can have problems and issues you know, trying to get past certain things that are going on in their lives. But, you know, once you get focused on God, and just like you said, someone came to you that really saw what you were dealing with to get you the help that you needed. And so I love the passion that you have because your passion is for the people of God because you know what you've been through. You know how God brought you through. You know how God delivered you. And like you said, you don't even feel worthy. But none of us are worthy. None of us are worthy. And I love your Mm. transparency because, we know, we all have come short, have seen and come short of the glory of God. So that's why we can't judge one another about nothing because sin is sin in the the eyes of God. It is sin. And so, you know, you even start talking about you were trying you were trying to pray, you know, the the elders were telling you to just pray. Your grandmother's telling you to just pray about it. And you know, I'm yes. sure you said the sinner's prayer. And so God yes, heard you and you said, I yes. was sincere. That's what God looks for, sincerity mm-hmm. in your prayers. And so I yes. am just so oh my God, thank you, Jesus. I just thank God for Lord. just bringing you through, bringing you out, and you said you bounce back. From all of the stuff, you have bounced back from all the stuff that you dealt with. You have been shot. Yes. You have been in prison. Yes, 15 you times. Were, uh, yes. How many times? Four times. And 15 then, times uh, I was shot. My God. Four times in the Department of Correction. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Man, I, 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 I truly, I truly am so honored to just, I want somebody to just know. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, I just want you to know that God is so real. Yes, and sometimes, see, I just want to cry. Yeah. But see, when I cry, it's never joy. Not it's nothing but joy. Yeah. Because see, I got friends that's still out there, mm-hmm. and they see me, and I still stop. And I said, "Man, what you gonna do? Time is running out. The Lord is soon to come back. Yes, we gotta stop playing. We gotta stop playing. We gotta get us a church home and just and just come on in. We gotta yeah. come on in." Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, the streets was my heart. 
The streets was my heart. This is something that was going to devour me. This is something that was going to kill me, and I loved it. See, when they tell me, but what about the streets? I was that man at one time. What about the streets? I figured the streets couldn't do without me. But now that I'm not in the streets, the streets are still doing what they want to do. I look at the news, 6 in the morning and 6 in the evening, and I still find to see two or three somebodies I know that's laying dead in the street. From Birmingham to Mobile, I'm in both of these places, you know, I'm in both of these places all the time, and I still know that's Bessie Lou's grandchild just got killed. That's Aunt Sue's grandson just got killed. See, but I told these people, they said, they called me an OG. Yeah, I'm an OG. whoop de do. But now it's only God now. See what I'm saying? It's not the original gangster no more. It's only God now for me. See, and I try to tell these young guys, what you, put, what you doing with a gun? See, see, what the deal is, is that we don't, they don't have Maria. They don't have Big Mama and stuff like that. This generation is coming up that I'm talking to. He said, I don't know nothing about a man. I don't know how to respect a man. I ain't never met my daddy. My granddaddy was dead. I don't know the, uh, a woman that, that raised me. That's what the guy told me. I said, man, it, we find somebody, man, that, that's doing positive and just watch him, man. You are a man. You are a man. He said, I don't know how to be a man. All I do is carry a big old gun and smoke blood. I said, but first of all, you need to get 40 hours a week. Get your job. You're a smart guy. I said, you got a license? He said, yeah. I said, you want to go to CDL school? He said, yeah. I said, do you want to drive a big truck like I do? He said, yeah. I, I took him. I went over there and got him and took him out there to Bishop State, and he's driving trucks right now. And he texts me and be like, OG, you the best. You the best. You know what I'm saying? I just did this. And I, I don't even know the boy's whole name. Thank you, Jesus. I don't even know his whole name, but I know what hood he stayed in. And I asked him, did he want? And they paid for him to get his CDL. These kids want somebody to help them. Yeah. They want somebody to help but everybody is scared of them. And I told them, I ain't scared of you because I was you. You know what I'm saying? People are scared of them. Their mothers are scared of them. Their aunties are raising them. They're scared of them. They tell them big old guns, but you got to let them know these are never babies. You got to tell them, I'm for you. I'm for you. We can't overcome this. But you got to get you a church. You got to find out. You got to get in tune with God because God got you. You know what I'm saying? He just, I'm just the vessel that he's using. I'm not scared to go in the dark places because I'm bending out. You know, I got street cred. I go in up what's happening. They go, oh, they go, to home. They go oh, gee, yeah, only God. Not original gangster no more. Mm-hmm. I said, man, we got to get right, man. Yeah. The houses in our neighborhood going down to seven and six thousand dollars, just the, the bandos. You know what I'm saying? I said, if y'all gonna buy somebody's houses, man, we gotta do something. Come on, we are people. You know what I'm saying? And then you put God right there in the midst, and you praise God, you'll be surprised what He do. He changed my heart. I used to have a black heart. Mm. I can say it today. I, I meant nobody. No, I meant nobody. No good. I promise you, I meant nobody. I didn't mean myself no good. But to, but today, I love if I see you in front of me in line, you need to change or something. I'm going to help you buy that. You ain't got to put that back. At one time, I didn't care about you in the front of the line. And I had a pocket full of money, and it was stolen or something. See, but see, God has moved on my heart. I gave you a chance, and you came on in, and I refused to give up here. I'm going to have fun helping, and I'm going to let them know who got me helping them. It's God on me. 
It's God on me because I don't I don't supposed to be walking. I got mm. eight felonies. I do not supposed to be here talking to you on this on this on this on this podcast. I do not supposed to be. I supposed to be somewhere in a grave. Yeah, a wretch like me. That's right. See, I know God on me. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I know God got grace and mercy. Because I'm talking about, there's people that have done less, gone away from him. Yeah. Huh? There's yeah. people that have done less than Mr. Real Talk. Gone. And I got a chance. I'm going to show out. I'm going to show out for the Lord. Yeah. I got a chance. I'm going to let you know who, who, who changed the spirit in me. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to let you know. Yeah. Because it's real. Because at one time I didn't tell. I'm trying to find out how can I carjack you? How can I get, catch you walking away from that teller, getting your money out of it? Oh, yeah, that's, that was me at one time. huh? But now I see somebody thinking about that. I'm like, hey, hey, stop that. Don't even think about that. Let her alone. Let him alone. Yeah, yeah, I had to do that at Winn Dixon one time. Yeah, I had, I seen a guy walking toward the lady while she was putting her money. I said, hey, man, come here. He looked back at me. I said, come here. We talk to you. Pull this cocktail. I said, what you was going to do? He said, man, I said, come here. What you need? I gave him a $10 bill, and I had two more tens in my pocket. Mm. I seen what he was going to do. Yeah, because, see, I've been out there so much, I can look at how a person pays the floor. I can see how a person watches somebody. I can, Because, see, I was, that was me. That's why they come to me. That's why they talk to Mr. Real Talk. They said, man, I want these Jordans. I said, man, well, what, what about just buy your pair of K-Swiss and keep the other $100 in your pocket? I said, you ain't got to do Everybody else going to have that shoe on. He said, man, golly, for real. And I said, just keep them. Every time you take your shoes off, wipe them off and put them up on the bed. And keep some money in your pocket. You ain't got to buy the joints every time. Come on. I just told a young black guy that. And he said, man, that's for real. I said, yeah, you got to be neat. You go right there to Walmart, get your pair of Levi's, a pair of uh, Strata Levi's, and get them starched. So you start with the state floor or whatever, and put your pair of white tennis shoes on. you the sharpest guy around me. Get you get get in that schoolhouse, man. Freshman in college, man. Right now he's right now he's a sophomore. Yeah, I I, I, I touch some lives, and then they get back in touch with me when they see me on my Facebook, and they be letting me know what the, I, I be wanting to know what the progress is. Don't call me with that hip talk, cause see I turn to your big brother now, cause see once I deal with you, you you you're a part of my family, cause see my family was throwaways. Mine was the, the heathen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, see, that was me. See, I don't forget where I come from, but I know God has got me now. Yeah, yeah, amen. And amen. these guys get in touch with me, and they get in touch with me, and I love this, man. Just letting somebody know. I see him with the little hip stuff, and he telling me, man, I can't get a job. Man, you ain't been on this earth 18 years. <laughs> then I, I, I just turned 18. I said, but you just turned 18. I said, but can I talk? Now, I got three sons older than you. Can I talk? Once I get them like that and they go to listening to me, I got them. You know, I get them, then I make them laugh, and then I shoot some more knowledge to them. And then they be like, man, oh, do you think you slick? No, I'm just letting you know what's going on. Because, see, I know you're ready to get out of the way and run on down the street and make a sale or something. Well, let me let you know about this. Once you go down there and sell that dope to the police, what they going to do to you? They going to lock you up. But I ain't doing that. I said, man, I ain't got to see what you're doing. I know what you're doing on this corner. I talk to them like my little brothers or my sons. And when they see me come through there in my truck, they go, they go, OG, what over OG, let me buy your Coca-Cola. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love that. I love that attention because that let me know that I'm touching somebody. Yeah. That let me know that I'm touching somebody. But then at the same time, a young black male standing on a corner, you doomed. You doomed to some gun violence or OD overdose or you're going to go to prison. Yeah. 
That's that. See, that's what you're gonna get off that corner, because that's what I got off that corner. See, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing different than what you're gonna get. What I got. Yeah, you going to prison on that corner, or you might get killed on that corner. Don't worry about that, because see, nothing but bad comes to you on that corner. You feel me? So when I got right with God and he blessed me, yes, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, I go back on the corner and park. The police pull right up on me. And, hey, hey, how you doing, Mr. Real Talk? What's going on? Also, I know the police and everything because I'm on the prison panel now. And then, they, and then some of the guys be like, man, he be messing with us. No, you don't. The police got kids. He got a wife. He has to work, and he wants y'all off this corner. He's not picking with you. You're lottering. That's lottering. Get over there and your grandmama, y'all, and, don't, and stop doing what you're doing because you got too much time on your hand. Get up there to the wreck. Help them young kids out. Be a lifeguard. You know, just I put stuff out there, and, they, and then they be biting on it. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, man, I was thinking about that. You know, I, 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 I can swim real good. And I said, why are you not a lifeguard? Will you help me with the test? I said, I can't help you with the test, but I can take you up to a lifeguard that know how to take that test and will help you. Come on. See what I'm saying? We have to. But what I was saying about that, we, 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 not me, but we were scared of these kids. And there's a lot of people scared of these kids because these kids are doing horrific crimes, no doubt. Murder, rape, they're doing everything. But at the same time, they're screaming out for help. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then once, um, uh, okay, it was uh, January the 1st was New Year. The second, they had passed that law in Alabama where you don't have to have a permit to carry your weapon. And I see more young black guys with guns now. Oh, my God. And I was in the store paying for some gas. And I said, what you doing with that? He said, man, I got to have my protection. I'll be around there. I said, well, why you got to be around there? And why would you go somewhere that you got to have a gun? I seen this young man start to think. He's just looking at me. And I asked the question, and he just looked at me. See what I'm saying? That's somebody's son that ain't talking to them. They'd rather just see him. But see, back in my day, I go in the house with a gun. My mama see me with a gun. She'll put me out that house. Yeah, you get out this house. You got a gun. What you got a gun for? You got a job. Your security guard or something like that. See, we have to step up. Yes, we have yes. to step up. But then they go that fear. That's that fear because they are out of control. These young guys are out of control. But the kids, they babies, but they're doing horrific crimes now. You know, I ain't gonna never hold them up and then wrong. But they they want so much. They 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 hurt. They really hurting, too. Because, see, I was one of them young kids, see. That's why I can tell you, I was hurting. I was depressed. I was a good athlete. I went to college, Miles College in Birmingham. I played ball and everything. But one thing I want to know about life is I know God can move. See what I'm saying? I know God can move. Do you hear me? Yes, God. Yes, God. Amen. Oh, my God. Oh, Mr. Real Talk, that's why they call, that's why you're known as Mr. Real Talk, because you're speaking real tonight. I want to just let you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And once you were sold, you were sold out to the streets, you were sold out to addictive lifestyle, you were sold out to, to the drugs and all of that. But right now, I thank God that you sold out for Jesus Christ and you sold yes, out yes, for saving, yes. for, for the, helping to save God's people. And I love it that you yes. have the passion because somebody needs to hear it. And I just know just even on the streets right now, when you, you see these young men, they really have respect for you. They have respect for uh-huh. you. Yes. And they're hearing yes. and they're listening to what you're having to say. Although they may not grasp it at that time, but I bet you they are thinking twice. 
So you're saying, you know, okay. I'm trying to save them, but, you know, you may you may not be able to reach all of them, but you reach as many as you can. Talk to them like you're doing that. It's nothing. You, I tell you, I love your passion. I love your passion yes, because real. what and I'm you went through is why yes. you're still standing now because you have a purpose. Yes. Regardless of what your past looked like, God wipes out your past. Your past is, is oh, not, yes. it, God has wiped that out right now in the name of Jesus. And right now he's using yes, you as a willing vessel to be used by him to save somebody else. And so we're just, I yes. tell you, God is an awesome God. He's, he's gotten you sober. <laughs> you've been clean. And yes. now you're testing yes. what you've been through. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing, man. And yeah. and I'm talking about, you know, I, I, I truly get you know, I, I don't have the words for it, but I just said thank you, Jesus. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because yeah. I could be talking and at one time I didn't cry. You know what I'm saying? When I was on the streets, you can't cry. You can't be weak. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay now for me to cry. And now I cry to the Lord and I just wanna reach and I wanna teach. I just wanna help. Because see, when nobody, when nobody uh trying to help me, I have to run up there on 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 IT porch and sit down while the police hit the block and she said, "When you gonna stop running? When you gonna stop running?" You know what I'm saying? And then I had I had to I had to grasp that, but then then and then I went through some more stuff. I went through some more turmoil. I went through some more hate, and then I cried out one night. I said, "Oh man, y'all leave." You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Because see, right now, I know, I know that people will listen. Yeah. And Lord said, come on. He said, come on now. And then, you know, I'm not a perfect person. Lord knows I'm not a perfect person. But if you want to hurt, you just, you just got to go back out there. And I said, I refuse to go back out there. Because the love. And, and, and the joy that I get by waking up in the morning, it wasn't but God. I could have lost my mind. My life is it, so real in my neighborhood. We had been nine people, fitting all of killing everybody. And I thank God that I ain't got to go through that no more to make sure this is good, this is good. And it, none, none of it is good. You know what I'm saying? But I'm losing people that I just sat down with, that I just gave change to when I walk out to 7-Eleven. Then I find out that he's dead. They doing car washes to take to bury him. You know what I'm saying? We got to live like that. And everybody is scared to praise God. I don't want no rocks to cry out for me. I'm going to cry no. for the Lord right now. No. No, thank I, you. I'm sure you got to know it because people are scared. I mean, if you see me rejoicing and praising God, that's on you because I'm going to praise him. I ain't going to let no rocks cry out for me. Come on. You got to God is that. too good. God yeah. is too good. He is too good. Got the title. Yes, thank God for your deliverance, your breakthrough, and your freedom from whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And Mr. Faulkner, you are you are free. You are free in the Lord. And I just want to let you know God got your back. God is with you. And what I know you feel like sometimes you may feel like, you know, I'm I can't I, I could have been able to help this this one. I could have been able to help this young yes. man. But you know, God yes. is still God. He's still God. And so yes, I just yes. thank God for what you're doing and what you 
the passion that you have for God's people, and that's all that matters. God sees your heart. He sees your heart. He knows your heart. And so you're reaching more than you think. You really are reaching more than you think. I just believe that in my spirit. You are reaching more people than you really think. And I just thank God for you. So before we end the show, I'm just so grateful for you and your spirit and how you have been so transparent um, because we have to learn to not not to keep our testimony and our lives, what God has done to us, done for us to ourselves. We need to share it with the world yeah. because we don't know who's out there who is going through the same thing that we have gone through, who's currently in the midst of trying to find out who they are and they need the help. Nobody's told them that they love them. Nobody's told them that they were, you know, they were worthy. God, God loves yes, them. Yes. Nobody told them that. Yes. And so they're yes. living a life feeling like they're, you know, they're feeling like they're just nobody else. So what do I have left? It's to rob somebody, kill somebody, you know, even yes. kill myself. So we have to keep yes. doing what we're doing. So that, you know, we are God's arms, we're his legs, we're his voice, and we're supposed to yes. do that. And so I am so grateful for you tonight. Thank you so very much for that because I tell you, I'm just, I, my heart is just going out to you for what you're doing and the passion that you have for God's people. So if you will, before yes. we um, end the show, I know you're part of a prison panel in Mobile, Alabama. Um, how often do you do that? Is it weekly? Is it how often are you um, doing the prison it's, ministry? It's, it's every other month. We have a we have a whole bunch of guys that serve in time on the street. It's called a back end and a front end diversion to keep you from going to prison. They'll let you do time on the street, but they're very slim. Now you don't get but one or two chances. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nonviolent. It's nonviolent. You can only be nonviolent to get that program because uh, you know it's it's just a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on. And I thank God for that too, the prison panel because. You know, you you they put you on a tight leash, and I was on it. And matter of fact, it, they sent me back to prison. Ain't that something? But God said He'll put me in places that that did me wrong. And but at the same time, I wasn't done wrong, but I only had one chance, and I was an addict at the same time. So you can look for for me to fail at that time because I I didn't know nothing about recovery. So I went right on back out there and got high and uh, did something else. I know I did something else because every time I went back to prison, I picked up another case. And, and, and but but once but see the only time I could tell you something, Evangelist, this this will blow your mind. I never did time when I hadn't been on drugs. Wow. Every all my four times going to prison came from doing crack cocaine. Ain't that something? Wow. I always knew I was a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But see, once once you get that monkey on your back, mm-hmm. but now I always told all my partners that's a gorilla on my back. It was because I, I had that addictive attitude anyway. You know what I'm saying? I was the guy that jumped on the, on the bully. When the bully bully everybody, I jump on the bully. <laughs> I can laugh about that now because I, I, it was my sisters that raised me like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I thank God for that, man. I never was scared because I always been out there. I always been out there because, like, my mom and dad was on crack. So, you know, they run in the streets. And I was always, I want to sit around them girls while they playing with the easy bake oven and playing with the baby dolls. I'm going to go out the back door and jump the fence. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I started hanging in the streets. And I mm-hmm. fell in love with the streets. See, it's not all about, it's not all about the dope. It's all about what you fall in love with. I fell in love with the streets. And them old people knew that was Joy saying son, talking about me, and they knew where I come from, and they'd be like, boy, you ate something. Come on, huh? get a piece of this here. But my mama always taught us, don't eat over nobody's house. You come home full, and mama beat the brakes off you. <laughs> I just, I laugh at them days because yes. I miss those days. Yes. You know, I miss those days. And then they, this, 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 uh, these guys that they have growing up now, see, they don't know Big Mama. Lord mm-hmm. have mercy. Mm-hmm. They miss a lot. This, yes. See, this is not their era. See, their season has changed. Yes. But, see, that was our season. You know yes. what I'm saying? Big Mama. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, mother. Yeah. She, she, yeah. she say something, you're going to get right. Or she can stop your mama from whooping you. Yeah, come on. Huh? Mama, grandmama used to stop. Sorry, don't hit him no more. <laughs> I just say, man, I just, I remember those days. Yeah. But today, we have to reach out and touch the youth because they don't have that. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they, we got some little, little bad boys now. They, they bad boys. I tell them in a minute, they're little bad boys now. But once I get their attention, I take them for a ride. I let them know. I know what you're doing. I know what you're thinking and all that. You ain't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Man, you don't have to do that. It's just, but see, me being one of those little boys, that's what really pricks my heart. You know what I'm saying? And then today I'm doing well. I have credit cards today. I have valid license. I have a good job. You know, God is blessing. And I'm talking about, I supposed to have been dead and gone. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But God. But God, that's but it. God. But God, but God, <laughs> hallelujah. But God. We just going to give him praise. Yes, God. And we yes. give him honor. We give but him God. glory. Because if he had not Amen. been the Lord on our side, where would we be? And he was definitely we'll on your side. I know where I would be. I wouldn't be my here God. with you. <laughs> my God, my God. And I love it yes. when you talk about Big Mama. And, you know, it just brings back because we had, you know, community then. We had, yes. you know, the neighbors watch over, watch yes. after you and, you know, look after mm-hmm. you. And so we, we, we don't have that anymore. Many of our grandmothers are passed on. Our big mamas are long yes. gone. And so, you know, you have mamas, yes. you know, mothers of, of, you grandmothers now and grandmothers now, young age. So we don't have that. Yes. The kids coming up now don't have that big mama and grandmama, you know. And I mean, there's some sturdy grandmothers and big mamas and praying grandmothers yes, and big yes. mamas. That we that's, and so that's, that's why right we, there. yes, and so that's why we as a generation that we have, that we grew up in, you know, we're now in our 50s now. And, and so we're 60s or whatever. We have to start to look out for our young people. We have to start praying yes. for our young people. And so I just love it that yes. you are concerned about in your community, you know, and you have yes. a tactic about yourself. So God is using that. He's using what yes. you have to draw in those that need to be drawn in by the spirit of God. And you are that willing vessel. So I just want to let you know today, don't stop doing what you're doing, Mr. Faulkner. Don't oh, stop man. doing it. Don't get discouraged. Don't get weary. But keep doing what you can do. And and God's going to do the rest. God's going to do the rest. So yes. I want to also, oh, yes. before we end the show, leave us some inspirational words for someone that may be listening on this evening. And they are in the place that you were. What kind of encouragement or word would you give them on tonight? I will, I will, uh, and I know, I know this person or these people are listening. 
I want you to get somewhere. Get somewhere. Sit on the back step. You know what I'm saying? Get somewhere by yourself and sit down. And don't mind crying. Don't, uh-uh. don't worry about that. Cry out. I promise you, cry out to the Lord and let him know your situation. Let him know, which you already know your situation. Listen to me now. I want you to cry out and say, Lord, just help me. Just help me. And, and I'm going to do anything of righteousness to do what I need to do to get on that level. 